Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. With me today is Patrick Valtin, and we're talking about hiring the best. TwoQuestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancini-Mo. Joining me today is Patrick Valtin, the CEO of Hirebox, as well as an international speaker and author. Considered an industry leader in recruiting, pre-employment assessment, and human resources development, Patrick has trained over 125,000 people in over 35 countries. Hi, Patrick. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Susan. It's nice to be with you. And I am grateful to you for not making me speak French in front of my audience. That's all we get. That's all we get. All right. <laughs> Patrick, let's talk about hiring. What's the best way to hire and how do we really hire great people? Oh my God. This is a question that should take me at least one day, you know, as a public speaker. This is <laughs> highlights, just highlights. <laughs> Well, let me say that a lot of small businesses make terrible mistakes. Yes. And I will tell you the number one mistake that most people make. They hire people based on what they see. Hmm. They see a nice person with a beautiful makeup who is doing his or her best to make a great impression. Right. And the biggest mistake is actually related to the definition of one word. And the word is personality. <laughs> you know, most people actually never looked at that definition in a good dictionary. You know what it means? Personality comes from Latin. See, this is the advantage of being European, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> personality comes from the word Latin personae. And the first definition of the word personae was mask. <gasps> Patrick, that's crazy. So when you interview people, I have never seen a candidate saying during an interview, listen, I hate people. I'm here only for the money. Put me in a room where I have nobody with me and I just want to be in front of my computer and I will, eat, I will wait the end of the month. Nobody's going to say that. Yeah. Everybody tries to put up a great personality, which most of the time, Susan, is a mask. Right, right. Which is why I always ask my client, have you ever experienced a situation where you had a great candidate during the interview who ended up very different after the honeymoon. Yeah. You see, after the three-month trial period. So I tell my client, personality is very important, but it's also very dangerous. Because if you don't know, if you are not aware of the fact that some people, not all of them, will tend to put a mask, you are evaluating a mask, not seeing who's behind. Mm -hmm. How do you get behind that mask, though? That's another whole day of seminar. Oh, you have to come back. <laughs> well, <laughs> one thing that I always tell my client is you need to have a prepared standard process. Mm -hmm. Mm 
-hmm. you need to ask the same question to every candidate because if you don't, you cannot compare. Right. See, in order to answer your question as quick as possible, I will tell you that in order to find out if someone is wearing a mask or not, you need to know what kind of question you shall ask in order to remove the mask. Let me give you an example. You don't hire people to show up on the job from nine to five. You hire people to get the job done. Right. So you hire people for performance, not for the number of hours. One of the key questions I always ask as a recruiter is, could you tell me some examples of great performance that you have achieved on a previous job? Mm -hmm. Now, two key words when you do that. The first key word is challenge. When you ask such a question, you want to be willing to challenge the candidate on the answer. Because mm. if the candidate says, oh, you know, I did great and my boss was very happy and I got a promotion and it was great. Did the candidate answer your question? No. Did not give any answer did not give you any example. So you must be willing to challenge the candidate if you are not happy with the question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See? So I would ask again, thank you for your answer. Now, please give me some specific example <laughs> of great performance. Some, some performance that you would be proud of. And then you let the candidate talk. Mm. And then the second key word is reaction. Look at the candidate's reaction to your question. Because the candidate's reaction will most often tell you more than the actual answer. Body language and micro expressions. Exactly. Body language. Where do they look at? Do they start to really hesitate, looking somewhere else, avoiding you? And then the killing question to that question would be, thank you very much. Who could confirm that? Oh my gosh, you're a tough one. <laughs> so, wow, yeah. Yeah, you know, I remember a quote from Warren Buffett, which was really very revealing to me because I preach this every day, where he said, you know, if you hire people who are smart and dishonest, they will use the IQ to screw you. Yeah. <laughs> right? So there are two qualities that are very important when you hire people. And the first one is honesty. Yeah. And the second one is willingness to work hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if they don't have the first one, but they are willing to work hard, they will work very hard, you know, to make your life miserable. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of making your life miserable, let's talk about workplace bullying. I know that's something you talk a lot about. How do we stop it? Yeah, uh, you know, it's funny. I was listening to your, uh, one of your previous podcasts with a very nice gentleman where you were talking about problems of engagement in the mm -hmm. USA. Mm -hmm. Big time, yeah. You know, did you know that 72% of the workforce in America is disengaged? Yes, it's terrible. <laughs> it's it terrible. The US economy over 500 billion per year in revenues. Yeah. 
Now, I will tell you this, and it makes over 75% of American employees affected, all right? But I will tell you something. To me, bullying is not the problem. Hmm. Bullying has been part of human nature for the last, I don't know, 10,000 years. You know what the real problem is? The real problem is what is not being done to minimize and correct and sometimes penalize bullying. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, I don't know if you know this, but 70% of the targets of bullying are women. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, same gender bullying between perpetrator and, and, and target is, is about 40%, but it's only 10% between women. But when I look at the stats, I actually question the leadership. Mm -hmm. Did you know that over 62% of bullies are actually seniors? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They are the seniors, they are the managers. 71% of employers' reaction when they hear about a bullying condition situation, they are reacting negatively against the target. Right. Right. I just read an article that talked about the, like 75% of women who report sexual harassment suffer retaliatory behavior. That's the opposite of what we should be getting. Exactly. So I, I will say that the real challenge here is not the bully. It's the one, I mean, there's a situation where other employees are not properly reporting bullying situations. Right. Uh, I have some stats, very interesting stats I can share with you if you are interested. Sure. Uh, one of the stats is 22% of employers never hear of a bully misconduct. Wow. That wow. comes from the US Workplace Bullying Survey last year, so that's quite recent. Mm -hmm. So over 20% of leaders business owners, executives, they never hear about it. Wow. So we have to question the personal civic responsibility. No, right? No. Yeah. The other thing is leaders who hear about it, over 26% of them don't do anything about it. Mm. 46% of business owners or executives who get reported of a bully situation did not properly investigate the situation which led in zero change. Mm. Worse than that, 71% of seniors who were reported, reported a bullying situation had a negative reaction toward the target. Come yeah. on. Yeah. You see? So I think that we are facing a leadership issue more than a bullying issue. Yeah. You will yeah. never change bullies. It's a type of personality between you and I. It's a minority of people. Um, with Hirebox, we actually use pre-hire assessments to evaluate soft skills and uh, we can actually detect bullies. I will tell you, it's a small minority. Wow, you can detect, you detect bullies. There are certain personality traits that make a bully? Absolutely. 
You want to get some ideas about it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I could talk a whole day about that, right? <laughs> um, the bully personality is actually a coward personality. Yeah. They will show dominance. They will show aggressiveness, sometimes even verbal or physical violence toward people who have a less dominant personality. A bully personality will never address or attack a tough personality. They never hmm. do that. Hmm. It's actually a coward attitude that has the purpose, one of the purposes is to hide a low self-confidence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A, a bully will actually target someone who is less assertive, more gentle, and could be seen, considered by the bully as a competitor to a promotion, to some favors from the senior. But two bullies will never fight together. No. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. The bully will always address someone who will be afraid of reporting it, or worse, will be afraid of reacting to it or counter attacking the bully. So it sounds like what you're saying is that what we really need is sort of a across the board leadership shift to stop allowing this to happen. You know, absolutely. My answer is absolutely. First of all, I don't know if you knew this, but the most powerful tool of any leader in any type of organization is the ability and the willingness to maintain a high level of morale and happiness in the organization. Right, agree. Recently, yeah. I wrote an article, Hire for Happiness. Mm -hmm. uh, you can download it, hireforhappiness.com. Did you know, per research, companies that really nurture, feed, and use happiness as a leadership tool are uh, on average 20% more competitive, yeah. lead to 37% more sales, have on average a 31% more higher productivity. Mm. All right? People who are in a very happy environment, usually they stay twice as long on their job yeah. and they take 10 times less sick days. Yeah. Yeah. So, to support your statement, I think that leaders, business owners, and executives, they really need to realize that making people happy around them is the cheapest and most effective indicator and signs of leadership. Absolutely. I completely agree. I feel like I could ask you stuff about this all day. You're going to have to come back, Patrick. That's all there is to it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm to tell you more. <laughs> All right, great. Well, thank you for joining me today. You're very welcome. It was a pleasure, Susan. All right, viewers, we're going to have links so you can find Patrick down below in our show notes for today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.